Pretty bad scene out of Kabul. These are people arriving to a hospital after an attack, a suicide bomber attack right outside of the airport in Kabul. Uh, not good going, not good things going on there. This is kind of breaking as it happens. I just grabbed this video off of Twitter. Um, but again, big explosion outside Kabul on top of an already heavy news day. Uh, we'll talk about what's going on in Afghanistan. Empty flights leaving. U.S. has completely suspended all uh, evacuation protocols for Americans in Kabul. On top of that, uh, the Biden administration is faced with a SCOTUS hearing. Um, what else is there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Andrew Cuomo's uh, cover-up is being revealed. Um, and some th things going on with the post-election. Sorry, it's a little bit scrambled. Trying to get as much stuff as we can to you. The Twitter feed is flying with uh, new information. But we'll get into the Afghanistan Kabul explosion first. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Joe Bob Show. It starts right now. Three, two, one. Here we go. Live from a dingy dungeon completely cut off from the outside world, except for you fine folks. My name is Joe Bob. This is the Joe Bob Show. Today is Thursday, August, what is it, 26th, 2021, the year where everything everything goes back to totally normal. Uh, except for that is unfortunately not the case. Uh, coming to you, this is kind of the first breaking story that's kind of unfolded as we're going on the air. So we're kind of scrambling to pull a bunch of information for you. Uh, this is a tweet that came from, um, let's see, Jennifer Griffin of NBC, I think. Jennifer Griffin uh, reporting new suicide bombing attack outside of the Kabul airport with a firefight at the Abbey Gate. Uh, she reported this is about 45 minutes ago, uh, about an hour ago. Afghan casualties is the U.S. reports, uh, U.S. official reports. Um, also on Twitter, uh, a lot of things kind of unfolding. Again, all kind of happening at once. Uh, some reports are saying there's at least 11 Afghanis, Afghani casualties at the Abbey Gate explosion in Kabul. U.S. officials report that three United States military individuals have been injured um we'll play this clip that we opened up with really quick so you can kind of see people getting to the hospital in kabul after the suicide bomber explosion and subsequent firefight um here's a video from twitter so if you're just watching this um people are loading out of vans uh covering whatever wounds they might have um again after an explosion outside of the Kabul airport where people are hoping to be evacuated. Um, this is pretty chaotic of a situation. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of commentators on Twitter are saying this is not surprising, um, which I, you know, unfortunately seems to be uh, the case. Here is a photo that I want to show you from Yesterday, this is a plane leaving the Kabul airport. Um, let me make that a little bit bigger for you. A 345-seat chartered plane to evacuate Afghanistan leaves Kabul, Kabul empty because they couldn't get through uh, Taliban checkpoints in the U.S. military gates at the airport. This is absolutely crushing, and that is 100% uh, uh, true. 
this is also from the Wall Street Journal. Um, as we're looking at some of these images, this is from the Wall Street Journal. U.S. allies halt Afghanistan evacuations, warn of growing threat from Islamic State, which this is this article's, you know, two hours old, which makes it ancient in the modern media world at how fast things are moving. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, there was an attack, a uh, suicide attack right outside the airport in Kabul. Um, this from the Wall Street Journal. Several European countries said they were halting evacuation flights from Afghanistan, leaving behind citizens and thousands of Afghans who have clear, who've been cleared for entry because the U.S. needs time to wind down operations ahead of the August 31st withdrawal deadline, uh, which again was imposed by ourselves, or sorry, was put into the realm of possibility by ourselves and then imposed by the Taliban, which is a whole other conversation and whether or not we should have let that happen. Uh, as the airlift opportunities begin disappearing against the backdrop of what Western officials have called a heightened threat of terrorism, despite Afghan, Afghans and foreign citizens still tried to reach the airport, but on Thursday morning found the roads were blocked by the Taliban checkpoint. So Thursday morning, obviously much earlier in Kabul, uh, people were trying to get to the airport, found out that all the roads were blocked by the Taliban. Um, like we've been saying for the last two weeks, everything we're doing is at the pleasure, I guess, for lack of a better term, of the Taliban. The only thing, the only reason we're allowed to get anybody through is the Taliban are letting it happen. We haven't put forth any sort of effort to go out into the community to get people. Um, we were just hoping that the Taliban would continue letting us through. Uh, a couple days ago, the CIA director went over to Afghanistan, met with the Taliban officials, and apparently nothing came of it because, uh, obviously, as the Wall Street Journal is reporting, they've shut down all entry to the airport and evacuations from U.S. allies have been completely halted. Um, a 30-year-old teacher who tried to get to the airport said everything is over. They're not letting anyone pass not even those with foreign passports or visas. Thousands of Western citizens and permanent residents are still stranded in Afghanistan. Remember Jen Psaki said they're not stranded. And many fear that they will now be abandoned and face possible Taliban retribution. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Wednesday that approximately 1,500 American citizens were still in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. Uh, that number differs a lot from a lot of the different reporting uh, yesterday. We did an episode with the Daily Caller Patriots, which is, a, if you subscribe to that, great. You probably watch it. If not, um, the Daily Caller is reporting that about 5,000 Americans could be left stranded if we're on the pace for it. Uh, those numbers vary a lot. Uh, obviously, the Secretary of State saying 1,500. People are saying up to 8,000. So, you know, Daily Caller reporting 5,000 is somewhere in the mid-range of that. Um, Washington was in touch with 500 of them yesterday trying to organize evacuations, uh, which is getting increasingly more difficult. Um, I'm going to play this video one more time so you can just kind of see what's going on. Uh, the Taliban are, are, there has been some sort of attack. Don't really know much yet about it. I don't want to speculate too much about it. Um, but the Twitter feed says that uh, at least 11 casualties of Afghans and about three U.S. military injuries uh, wounded in the explosion that just happened outside of the Kabul airport. Uh, we'll get back to this story as things unfold, but we got a lot of stuff to cover today. And this is, uh, geez, I'm trying to keep these things down to a timeline of uh, you know, a standardized AM radio show because that's what we're doing here. 
but it's becoming increasingly more difficult as more things keep happening throughout the world. Maybe we'll save some stuff for tomorrow. Um, but another big kind of breaking thing, not necessarily breaking, but yesterday, uh, Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, who resigned amid sexual misconduct allegations, who should have resigned for a lot of other reasons, Andrew Cuomo, uh, the new governor of New York, said that about 12,000 unmarked COVID deaths were covered up by the Cuomo administration. Check this video out from Reuters. New York has revealed 12,000 more COVID-19 deaths that went unreported under disgraced former governor Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo's successor Kathy Hochul told NPR Wednesday the new numbers reflect official U.S. CDC data, bringing the state's total number of COVID-19 deaths to over 55,000. The previous number reported by Cuomo was incomplete, focusing only on confirmed COVID-19 deaths and excluding those who died at their own homes and other places. Hochul said the revised count is based on death certificate data submitted to the CDC, which includes any confirmed or suspected COVID-19 deaths in any location in New York. Cuomo, who resigned amid a sexual harassment scandal earlier this month, has also faced criticism for underreporting data during the pandemic to improve his own image. We will win the COVID war. According to a New York Attorney General's report released in January, Cuomo was criticized for undercounting coronavirus deaths in nursing homes by as much as 50 percent. Cuomo later acknowledged that his office should not have withheld that data, but fell short of apologizing. Oh, geez. OK, so Andrew Cuomo misreported all of the not all of the but a lot of COVID deaths in New York state. Uh, this is not new information, but the new information is that it was at least by 12,000 more than he had already gotten caught for. The new governor in place in New York took over yesterday or the day before that uh, when Andrew Cuomo resigned again amid sexual misconduct allegations. Um, this report basically saying that there were more deaths that Andrew Cuomo and his administration did not count, including uh, several different circumstances. They were, again, like everybody kind of already knows, they were counting all hospital deaths, not nursing home deaths, not in-home deaths, not any of the deaths that were happening outside of the hospital. And unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, but they got they got caught trying to cover it up because remember, Andrew Cuomo was the the uh, darling of the lefty media, Cuomosexuals, uh, they had Ellen DeGeneres, Trevor Noah, a bunch of your big celebrities uh, out there, Chelsea Handler, falling in love with Andrew Cuomo. Uh, they, they did the uh, brother, brother, uh, Andrew Cuomo and his brother Chris on CNN did uh, such a heartfelt uh, addresses during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, turns out Andrew Cuomo was covering everything up and uh, not to mention the Emmy, the International Emmy uh, Foundation revoked his honorary Emmy. Uh, but that is what's happening there in New York as the new governor takes over. And I want to get back to uh, this uh, Afghanistan situation. I'm just reading up on stuff while we're playing these videos. Uh, there's a video on Twitter that I'm not going to show and I don't really have the ability to do so. Uh New reports are coming out. Uh, again, information is moving as it's moving. At least 20 people have been killed, uh, more U.S. troops injured. There's a video that is not uh, appropriate for this show, but it shows it looks like a lot more uh, than 20 people are going to be uh, unfortunately killed 
Uh, new report, uh, 30. Uh, so that um, this number looks like it's going to keep going up, um, and this is not good. I'll keep an eye on the Twitter feed while we continue to go on through the news of the day and keep people updated as it happens. Um, but anyways, that was our Andrew Cuomo story. Uh, there's a new SCOTUS ruling that came out yesterday regarding the border crisis, the border not crisis, as Jen Psaki would say it. Uh, Bill Malusian from Fox News has been the best reporter on all of this. He kind of lays it out in this Fox News piece. Uh, check this out from Bill Malusian about the border crisis and the Biden administration. Again, while you're watching this, we'll commentate on this, but I'm also going to keep an eye on the Kabul situation as it goes uh, and keep everybody updated. So watch this piece from Bill Malusian about the border crisis and how SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, has told the Biden administration, no, you got to put Trump's policies back in place. What this ruling means is that when migrants show up here to the United States and they claim asylum, they will no longer be able to just be released into the U.S. with a court date and wait here for their case to play out. Instead, they're going to have to go back to Mexico and wait over there. This was Trump's policy. He argued it ended catch and release. Biden got rid of it once he took over. Well, now the Supreme Court has said saying, nope, you got to reinstate it. And take a look at this. DHS has already responded to this decision, writing in part, quote, the Department of Homeland Security respectfully disagrees with the district court's decision and regrets that the Supreme Court decided to issue, uh, declined to issue a stay. DHS has appealed to the district court's order and will continue to vigorously challenge it. As the appeal process continues, however, DHS will comply with the order in good faith. And as you take a look at drone video, we just, uh, shot here this morning of migrants being apprehended. The question is, how soon will they implement this order? Uh, there were rumors this was going to happen over the weekend, and La Jolla PD out here says there was a rush on the border with migrants trying to get through before it happened. Take a listen. This weekend was uh, very chaotic. We had, in less than an hour, uh, about 200 people or more crossing through our area. We did see a huge spike from Friday to actually yesterday. So the border situation uh, at the United States southern border is not a good situation. Um, from January when Joe Biden took office to uh, roughly July is the latest numbers that I have. I'm sure there's been more numbers out. There have been on average 150,000 to 175,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border. And the Joe Biden policy has been more of a catch and release type of situation where you can wait in the United States for your processing to be done with the border uh, patrol or the, the ICE officials or whatever the border immigration department is. Uh, Supreme Court said, no, that's not tenable. It's not a possibility to have that be done. Uh, and also it violates several other laws. We had the story a couple weeks ago when the U.S. Circuit Court judge, uh, federal judge in Texas, told the Biden administration, you have to put the Trump policies back in place and cited all of these uh, different reasons as to why. Uh, but a lot of them were because uh, the wait in Mexico policy is the standardized way that refugee immigration is done. Uh, any Anybody coming here seeking refugee needs to wait in their home country. According to the law passed by Congress, it, the, the immigration law that we already have says that if you're applying for refugee status, you're supposed to stay in whatever country you're in unless you're under immediate and imminent threat, in which case the United States needs to house you in a facility where they know where you are. That was not what's happening at the border. That was ha what was happening under Trump's policy. Uh, 
following the rules, go figure, uh, that Congress had set. And Joe Biden came in and said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And the federal judge in Texas said, no, you have to follow the law. And then the Supreme Court sided with the judge. And obviously, the Department of Homeland Defense said that we are going to uh, begrudgingly follow the rules that the Supreme Court has issued to us. No news on when they're going to implement it, because every day that goes by, thousands of people cross over. If you watch Bill Malugin or follow him on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see thousands and thousands of migrants that he's filming like on his cell phone as he's reporting at the border are coming in every single day. So the Department of Homeland Security should, in my opinion, implement this immediately. Some reports are saying they won't do it until the weekend. Uh, but like you said, that, uh, that local police uh, officials in Texas are saying that they're getting flooded constantly with people uh, coming in uh, to the border. Um, to go back to this Kabul uh, breaking news really quick, uh, if you're just joining us, I'm going to just have on the screen while I'm talking some of the footage that's coming out. Uh, this is this is the, not the best footage I can find because that's that's uh, mischaracterizing it. But this is footage from Afghanistan, uh, Kabul, people arriving at the hospital. Uh, reports are coming out on Twitter that at least 30, that again, the numbers keep going up. Um, it looks like a terrible, terrible situation in Kabul. Uh, if you're just joining us, there is a suicide bomber outside of the gates of the airport, um, followed by a firefight. Uh, some of the photos coming out, it looks like a massive explosion. I'll try and get some of this up, um, if we can, when, um, kind of show some photos. Here's a, here's a decent one. I, trying to be cautious of the photos that we're pulling up because this uh, is a little bit dicey of a situation. There's a lot of uh, very graphic things going on. So I've got this photo of what looks like the explosion. I'll have this up in just a second. Um, but like we said, lots of, unfortunately, it looks like a lot of Afghan individuals, uh, casualties, um, have happened in Kabul due to a suicide bombing attempt. Here's a photo from, uh, well, two photos from the bombing. Uh, this looks like the airport, the outside of the airport. Again, not, not super graphic. I don't want to get too graphic on here. There's a lot more graphic things on the internet. If you want to seek that out, be my guest, go for it. But uh, what this looks like, let me make this bigger for you. Um, is uh, an explosion that took place outside the Kabul airport. Uh, big cloud of smoke. A lot of people standing around. There's lots of video, unfortunately, on Twitter of some of the pretty bad scenes coming out of Kabul. Uh, so we'll keep you updated, posted on that. But again, like I said, uh, this is a heavy news day. Uh, so we want to make sure we can get to as much of this stuff as possible on the deck. Uh, if you're just joining us, if you want to miss a segment, we talked about the border crisis uh, and SCOTUS coming out in favor of reinstituting Trump's policies at the border. Bill Malusian reporting on that. If you missed that segment, go check out the podcast or rewatch on Facebook, whatever you need to do. Um, here's another interesting story that's coming out today. Uh, sorry, coming out yesterday. Uh, well, Sorry, let me let me backtrack here because this leads into a different thing. In Torrance, there were 300 ballots found 
in a car. California is having a recall election of King Gavin Newsom, if you didn't already know this. And there were, like I said, 300 ballots found in somebody's car in a parking lot in a 7-Eleven. The person was found asleep in his car at the 7-Eleven, which is really a sign that things have taken a turn for the worst. I, I, I feel bad for whoever that was. But to be asleep in your car in a 7-Eleven parking lot, it's a pretty telltale sign that things are not going like you probably would have planned them. Uh, Now, why are there 300 ballots? Well, because California, we've talked about this every single day almost, mails ballots to literally everyone and we don't purge our voter rolls. What I mean by that is California has a motor voter program. So if you go to the DMV, you're registered to vote, whether you know it or not. So whether you know or not, There are ballots coming to your house in your name because California sends ballots to everyone. And the reason that's a bad thing is because many people in apartment complexes, uh, we have an apartment complex that we we don't go through the mail of our tenants, obviously, because that's that's very legal and just unethical and we wouldn't do that. However, there are people I know that would do that sort of thing, like this guy who had 300 ballots found in his car. The problem is a lot of people don't know they have ballots coming. And if they don't know they have ballots coming, you wouldn't know that it got stolen, which is what people are doing. There's video coming out of people going into apartment buildings, taking out a bunch of ballots. Clearly, this guy with 300 ballots in his car probably did something like that. But this is just one of the problems that we have in California when you have a motor voter system and then send ballots to literally everyone. On top of that, we don't purge the voter rolls. Well, what does that mean? Well, if somebody moves away to a different state, if they move out of town, if they die or are incapacitated, nobody takes them off the voter rolls. Meaning that, that, so taking those people off is what's called purging the voter rolls. And when the voter rolls aren't purged, you get people who have passed away sometimes years ago, who are still getting ballots to vote in elections. And what do you think those people are doing with those ballots? Well, they're voting for them. They're, they're using them to get to get votes. There's the, the, <laughs> the age-old joke, uh, this year my grandpa voted for a Democrat for the first time in his life. This would have never happened if he were still alive. Which is, you know, unfortunately becoming more and more true as California continues to pay, play fast and loose with voting and election laws in the state. Um, Speaking about elections, uh, this is from Reuters. Now, there's a certain crowd that's going to be irritated at this segment. I promise you I'm making my way to a point. Uh, So if you want to, well, stick with me here because again, you're not gonna like this article. This is from Reuters talking about the judge who disciplined the pro-Trump lawyers over the election lawsuit. Again, I promise you, I'm making my way to a point, so you're not going to like this article as I read it, but stick around. It'll make sense. Uh, Talk about consistency and fairness here. A U.S. judge on Wednesday, this is again an article from Reuters called Profound Abuse, Judge Disciplines Pro-Trump Lawyers Over Election Lawsuit. A U.S. judge on Wednesday sanctioned Sidney Powell and other lawyers who sued in Michigan to overturn Democratic President Joe Biden's election victory over Donald Trump. They suggested, uh, oh, sorry, and the judge suggested they might deserve to lose their law licenses. That's not happening. This judge is 
trying to make a political statement. In a highly anticipated written ruling, U.S. District Judge Linda Parker, appointed by Barack Obama in 2014, this article doesn't mention that, but I figured it might be a good piece of information to look up, in Detroit said the pro-Trump lawyers, including Powell and prominent litigator Lynn Wood, should have investigated the Republican former president's voter fraud claims more carefully before filing what Parker calls frivolous lawsuits. Um, there's portions of that that I agree with. Uh, I think I think there are legitimate problems with the election system in the United States. Having said that, some of the claims that were coming out of the former administration's White House were a little ridiculous. Uh, you know, maybe you believe everything that Donald Trump says. Maybe you don't. Uh, there again, I'll be the first one to tell you, just like we mentioned in the last story in California, there are major problems with our election system and the way we handle voting in this country across this country. Having said that, some of the claims that came out of the white house in the past administration were ridiculous. And this is what this judge is getting at. Parker, who dismissed the Michigan lawsuit last December, so she was in charge of the Michigan lawsuit last December, formally requested that disciplinary bodies investigate whether the pro-Trump lawyers should have their law licenses revoked. That's not going to happen. Uh, the judge also ordered the lawyers to attend classes on ethical and legal requirements for filing legal claims, which is just ridiculous. Again, this uh, judge, not to, not to say that judges can't be fair, but it is worth noting that she was appointed by Obama in 2014. The judge said Powell, Wood, and other lawyers who worked with them should have scorned, sorry, with them have scorned their oath, flouted rules, and attempted to undermine the integrity of the judiciary along the way. Now, regardless of what you think about uh, whether or not the election was quote unquote stolen or the legitimacy of Sidney Powell or Lynn Wood's claims uh, with regard to the Trump administration's election against uh, Trump versus Biden, regardless of what you think about that, here's the point that I want to make. This judge, according to the verbiage used by a lot of your media outlets, excoriated the lawyers that attempted to push lawsuits that they probably knew had a steep hill to climb, if any hill at all. This judge obviously says that there's, there's no way that this any of this was, this is entirely frivolous. But, you know, you should be able to file lawsuits that have uh, a slim to no chance of getting it through. This is the United States of America. You, could, you should be able to do anything you want. Having said that, this judge excoriates these attorneys. Here's my question. Where is that excoriation when it comes to people like Adam Schiff, who said this constantly throughout the Trump administration? Listen to this clip from good old shifty Schiff, Adam Bullshiff on CNN. said earlier this week about the Russia investigation, quote, you really have to be trying to look away to say there's no evidence of collusion here. But we do know this. The Russians offered help. The campaign accepted help. The Russians gave help. And the president made full use of that help. And that is pretty damning. So this is Republican or Judge, or sorry, Adam Schiff continually talking about the quote unquote collusion coming out of the Trump administration when he knew at the time there was none of that. He said, I, I saw with my own eyes damning evidence that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. 
Turns out the Mueller report didn't find any of that whatsoever. So the question is, where's the excoriating retribution of Adam Schiff? Again, I'm talking about fairness here. These people, a lot of people talk about, oh, you're talking about whataboutism and whataboutism and whataboutism. This is whataboutism is a stupid phrase. Let's talk about consistency. You want to you want to reprimand these lawyers for possibly knowingly filing frivolous lawsuits? Fine, do it. But you got to hold Congressman Schiff and many other Congress people accountable as well. Because their claims were just as ridiculous. Seriously, I, I, I don't know. Let's have some consistency with how we do things. Because like I said, you're allowed to reprimand people for things that you may believe are incorrect or invalid or filing frivolous lawsuits, whatever you want to call it. But let's reprimand people in Congress too. Where's the federal judge saying, Adam Schiff, hey dude, you can't go around lying on cable news and stoking up heat and flames where there's none. Because that's exactly what he did for years. Even after, even now, Adam Schiff is saying that Russian collusion happened. There's no judge saying, Adam Schiff, you can't keep saying that. So this is what, this is, this is what I'm getting at. You, you can think whatever you want about the Trump administration's election lawsuits and all that sort of stuff. Again, I happen to believe that a mass, mass voter fraud organized by a political campaign is just pretty close to impossible <laughs> because I've worked on political campaigns all the way up to the presidency and I understand how unorganized and chaotic those campaigns are. To say that they were able to organize and orchestrate mass voter fraud across an entire country uh, is giving them a lot of credit, giving the administration a lot of credit, which I don't think they had the capacity or ability to do. That doesn't mean to say that voter laws need to be fixed because voter laws need to be fixed um, all over the place in this country. That's just to say that you can believe the Biden, the Biden camp didn't fix the election, and also we need to fix voter laws at the same time. You can believe those two things, and you can have those art, those things in your head. Um, let's get back to this uh, clip. Let me let me show this screen one more time. With this is uh, photos from the Kabul airport. An explosion just happened in Kabul uh, about an hour and a half ago. Bunch of different people reporting on what's happening over there. Uh, the latest from the Pentagon, holy cow, latest from the Pentagon says Kabul airport blast caused U.S. and civilian casualties, um, which is not a good place to be. Um, scrolling through the Twitter feed, again, kind of bear with me here. This is uh, difficult to kind of react in real time. Uh, there's some video that we're not going to show on here because it's it is it is rough. Uh, some of the video that's coming out from here, um, but as you can see, here's some here's some footage from people arriving to the hospital in Kabul. Uh, emergency hospital in Kabul says 30 wounded people have arrived at the hospital, six dead on arrival. So far, the the most recent number I'm seeing on on Twitter from a reputable source is about 35 casualties in the Kabul explosion. 
not good, uh, not good at all. Uh, we'll, we'll keep kind of on this day to day. If you have, uh, if you've been following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all your social media platforms, we'll kind of keep people up to date on this. Uh, as we wrap up for the day, um, geez, this is a, I need like transition music. This is a very serious topic. And at the end of these episodes, kind of like to end on a lighter hearted note with meme time. But it seems weird to do now. So if we can kind of actually let's let's go to a different story really quick. This is a there's a video from Nancy Pelosi holding a fundraiser with a bunch of unmasked people. We talked about this yesterday. We have the video for you today. Check this out. So this is a big old gathering fundraiser with a bunch of rich people. Rules for thee, but not for me. Nancy Pelosi forces people in Congress to wear masks constantly, all the time, while they're in Congress, vaccinated or not, then goes to have her own gathering, Nancy Pelosi does, where nobody's wearing a mask. And look, I agree with her. I don't think uh, people need to wear masks, especially outside. I think the rules are dumb. So break the rules. If the rules are stupid, don't follow the rules. However, Nancy Pelosi is the one making the rules, or part of the people making the rules, or pushing the rules to be made, and the fact that they're breaking them constantly. Again, nobody's shocked by this. Gavin Newsom dining without a mask on. Gretchen Whitmore in Michigan constantly seen breaking her own laws. If you remember, she closed one of the lakes in Michigan. Lake, and nobody else can use the lake. It's too dangerous. The COVID will kill you if you're on the lake. And then her and her husband were seen putting their boat into the water at that same lake they were, they were closing. Um, but such is par for the course. Rules for thee, not for me. Which I feel like is a better transition into meme time. Uh, here's some fun memes that are going around the internet uh, that we'll show you today. And, and have some fun while we leave. This is not really a, a meme here, but this is just kind of funny. Here's a Bruce Springsteen quote. Make it a little bit bigger for you. Bruce Springsteen told Rolling Stone magazine, I think we, if we get Joe Biden, it's going to go a long way towards helping us regain our status around the world. Hell, well, that didn't age very well, did it, Bruce? A um, little bit more meme time. Bruce Springsteen telling the Rolling Stones that if we get Joe Biden in, uh, it'll be it'll be much better. Uh, let's see. Oh, geez. Here we go. Here's here's a meme from the from the president. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Donald Trump. If you're if you're just listening to this, Donald Trump standing next to a big pile of excrement, saying that is one big pile of woke. Again, if you understand, you understand. I'm not going to play the clip. We didn't have the clip. You probably already seen the clip. But Donald Trump at a rally over the weekend, everything woke turns to the exact thing he's standing next to. And I can't say that he's wrong. Uh, here's our last meme, meme time clip of the day. Here's a, this is a, President Donald Trump picking up the phone, phone call from uh, Biden supporters. Take a look at this. Donald Trump picking Hello. up the phone. Yeah, listen. Uh, we f***ed up. 
<laughs> so if you're, if you're just listening to this, Donald Trump sitting in the Oval Office. Uh, and the meme then goes to Bradley Cooper, who says, hey, Donald Trump, we messed up. These are Biden voters, obviously. Uh, given how bad the situation is that Joe Biden has put the United States in. Um, again, if you missed any part of this, it's a little bit of a scattershot show. We had a lot of news to get to today. Um, did the border situation, did the ballot situation, uh, the Andrew Cuomo covering up more deaths situation, but a lot of it revolved around trying to get back to what's happening in Kabul as it's happening live and in real time. Uh, we'll have obviously more information on that tomorrow as it takes about 24 hours for the details to get sorted out. Um, but we'll have a lot more on the Kabul explosion tomorrow, uh, as well as any of the news of the day. Uh, this week, Daily Caller is going to be really interesting. We're uh, taking on King Gavin Newsom. That episode will probably air this weekend over on the Daily Caller. My show called Quality Control over on the Daily Caller. Uh, again, if you're a Daily Caller patriot, I'll be doing the dispatch more and more often. Uh, that's if you subscribe to the Daily Caller. You can see those videos as they come out. Again, tomorrow we'll have more information on the Kabul attack in Afghanistan. Uh, the United States and our allies, sorry, the United States allies have officially stopped uh, all evacuations out of Kabul. Germany has pulled all of their military troops and equipment out. They're gone. Uh, and we'll see how that plays out over the course of today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you missed any part of this segment, go catch the podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we'll be right back here tomorrow with a bunch of new stuff, uh, especially with what's going on in Kabul. Uh, thank you so much for watching and tuning into The Joe Bob Show. God bless America.